Well, welcome well, back welcome to back. the morning show, and we are excited to be back on the air, and it is a, a, a real honor and definitely a privilege to have Dr. Dina Dye as our guest today, and man, she's just, I just love to pick her brain. Um, it's, it's, uh, the knowledge and the information, I know that sounds kind of gross, um, but uh, yeah, but we love you, Dina, and thank you for being on. And uh, Miriam, you're just my jewel. And so I love you to pieces. Um, You know, I I don't want to let the second hour pass without, you know, uh, just bringing uh, people's awareness. I'm sure most of you that listen to Hebrew Nation Radio are probably already aware that um, actually uh, Dina dies, Dr. Dina died with all her wealth and understanding and information. She was a Taladim, a, a disciple of Joseph Good. And uh, so was uh, Rico and many of your favorite teachers out there, Ryan White, you know, that have learned and sat at the feet of Joe as, as a pretty knowledgeable rabbi, uh, I would say, one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever run across. I always tell him I've, this tour we went on, this was the second tour with him, is, is, with him it's kind of like trying to learn how to drink out, out of a fire hydrant. I mean, he's just... Whoo, all this information right. fl- flying out at you. But we want to make mention that Joe and Debbie, two wonderfully humble servants of the Most High, lost their daughter, Yale, um, in a very untimely, she was only 20 years old, and a very untimely uh, death, and which was totally unexpected. But if you're listening out there, please keep the family lifted up in prayer. And in the weeks ahead, if you know them and you want to drop them a card or a line, it's going to be so important to them. One of the most difficult things that any person can ever go through, from my understanding, is to lose a child. And I can't even fathom what it must be like for them right now. And so they need our encouragement, they need our love, and they need our support. And Yale was a a dynamic little... uh, person in her own right and it was the interesting thing and her part of her legacy I believe on on the tour that we went on she um where we are called now that final tour that Yale was on the Yale Brigade and we we kind of named ourselves that because we all joined forces and joined hands and joined prayers you know in trying to to lift her up and lift uh, the good family up. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, in all of that. Well, I, can I say something? Sure. Yeah, I just want to, you know, this is the time where we can do practical, the practical work of the kingdom. Because this family, you know, this is pra- practical stuff. This family def- desperately needs your prayers and, you know, the love and comfort and support of the father. But we do have a, uh, there is a website yaelgood.com it's y a e l g o o d.com and this is a great way for us to do practical things and so on the website you can help them financially they have you know massive amounts of medical bills uh, you can help provide food for them you can of course sign the guest book that's there and just write words of encouragement and comfort and support and i think going forward you know what what everyone tells me and you know, it makes sense is that 
everyone, you know, we all rally during the time and then, you know, immediately after they have the burial and the, and the memorial, et cetera. But then it's the weeks and months down the road when everybody's back to their routines. And so we don't want to forget them. We don't want to forget Yael's memory. Uh, I always think, you know, the story of Deborah, where the, you know, Sisera, the bad guy, goes into his tent, drinks right. a little milk, and then gets Yael with the, you know, the tent peg and hammers him in the, the you know, in the in the temple, uh, and takes him out. And so, you know, we want her memory to live on in a, in a really wonderful, positive way, and to be an encouragement to others. So that's a practical way. Y a e l g o o d dot com. Thank you for sharing that. That is so important, and you're right. That is the practical way that yes. we can all help and, and be a support for them and uh, put feet to our love. So it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just uh, just, but do keep them in prayer as well, and uh, uh, don't don't want to dwell here too long. But just you know, just definitely wanted to give honor to where honor is yes. due. And uh, Joe and Debbie are, are such humble people and loving people Yes. that um, unless you really get to know them, you wouldn't even, you know, with people that have that kind of understanding and knowledge, you would think they might be a little cocky, but they are not. They are just so sweet and they accept you right where you're, you're at. And that was the one thing I wanted to say, too, is that everybody on our tour, there was like 27 of us, they were all different backgrounds, all different you know, various stages in their walk and whatever. But at when at her memorial, the one thing you really notice that every ethnic group, every background, every faith, from Judaism to Messianic to, uh, you know, Christian, Lutheran, you know, rabbis, were all there together. And all of the religious walls were gone. It was just Amen. unity there for one purpose. And that just goes to show you the things that are really important. And, yes. you know, and when it comes to those kind of things, we can all unite. And it, and I, I would pray, my prayer is, is that that unity would be something that would continue on throughout our movement and uh, with the people we all know is to be unified in, yes. with um, one another in him in Messiah, of course, but uh, anyway. And so with that, I, I, as we move on, um, talking about the kingdom and uh, how God is, you know, continually moving and operating, you got to meet someone, uh, Dina, recently uh, that we would love to hear about, Eric uh, Metaxas. Is, did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Metaxas. Yeah, that's correct. Well, so I need to give a little background so okay. that you can you can see them how God moves. And so last year, uh, I recorded a series with Israel TV Network. It's called Bonhoeffer from Tyranny to Freedom. And the it's a nine part series, and it's essentially I used Eric, Eric Metaxas' book, um, Bonhoeffer, Pastor, Martyr, Prophet, Spy. I probably have the order wrong, but. It's a 600-page book, and it I thought it was just profound. I mean, I thought that he had, had done the definitive work on Bonhoeffer and filled with amazing quotes and, and the story of his life. I mean, it's just a fantastic book. And when I after I read it, you know, I was smitten as you. Now, he wrote that book 10 years ago, 
And I just thought, you know, last year and going, well, you know, we got the elections coming up. We got the church half dead asleep. Um, you know, we're at a perilous moment. I think in some ways we've already gone off the cliff. And Bonhoeffer, you know, for those of you who don't know, was a German theologian pre-World War II Germany. And he, a uh, brilliant man, you know, has a doctorate degree, but he started, he was studying the Psalms and he began to recognize through that study that the Jews were the apple of, of God's eye. So even in the very early 30s, he began to speak out on behalf of the Jewish people and he, he, start, he started to see the signs. And he was, a, he really, he pushed back against the church. In fact, he and Martin Niemöller and a bunch of others founded what was called the Confessing Church because the Lutheran Church had pretty well, pretty well married itself to the state, which at the time was a national socialist party, the Nazis. And, you know, nothing was going on at that point, but they were implementing uh, laws. It, it was a very heavy bureaucratic state that was crushing people. And into that, uh, you know, the, the famous quote, you know, silence in the face of evil is, is, is evil is, you know, a Bonhoeffer quote, etc. So I was just, I've always been fascinated by Dietrich Bonhoeffer from, the, from early on when I became a believer, like back in 1979. So uh, we filmed this series, the Israel TV Network invested a ton of money into the series, like thousands and thousands of dollars to make it a high quality series. And we realized it, it was something that could be used, uh, you know, in small groups and pastors could could watch it and sort of maybe be a little educated on, you know, the signs and what's going on. Uh, I compared one of our political parties with some of the ideology of, you know, of the Nazi party and all of that. So, you know, we kind of began the push. Uh, I have a guy uh, that sort of is the sort of promotional marketing guy with Israel TV Network, and he's starting to reach out to different ones. And it's very difficult uh, to, to reach the sort of more famous celebrity types, you know. Uh, he actually attended the Western, Her uh, Western Conservative Summit in Denver, and he passed out a copy of the Bonhoeffer DVD to uh, uh, Donald Trump Jr. and Charlie Kirk and uh, Will Witt from Prager University. You know, it went to some, you know, some wow. kind of people with some connections. You know, I don't know if it got thrown in the trash. You just never know. But we figured, hey, let's just give it a shot. So at one point I, I told Bran, I, I really think we need to try to get a copy of this to Eric Metaxas since it's based on his book. And every door just shut. I tried everything I knew to try. I, people who I kind of knew him, they wouldn't help me. I mean, Brant couldn't find any connections. And I kind of just was like, oh, I, you know, I quit. <laughs> I just, and it doesn't do any good to mail stuff to these people because they never get it. They got their gatekeepers and it's, you know, it's impossible. So I'm sitting there going, I just said, Lord, it's it's in your hands. I don't I don't have a clue. You know, if you want him to have it, you're going to have to do it because ain't no way I can so then I, I go online and I'm looking on his speaker page. This is, uh, I want to say, kind of mid-December. And I'm about faint because I see that he's coming to Albuquerque. And he's going to be in Albuquerque January 17th and 18th, or 18th, 19th, I can't remember. And he was going to be speaking at uh, Calvary Chapel. I thought, okay, well, I'll just go and, you know, you stand in line with your book and you get him to sign it. And I thought, well, you got 20 seconds, make it count. So that was my plan. 
I was going to go to the Saturday night Calvary Chapel uh, service and and do do that. Well, then it showed up that he was doing something Friday night in in Albuquerque, and I looked everywhere. I couldn't find anything. It didn't. They said stay tuned for more information. <laughs> so then I called Calvary Chapel. I said, you know, is is he doing something Friday night at your at your church? And they said, no, we don't know what he's doing. And now I'm really puzzled because to have somebody of that stature coming into a city. Doing something and there's no information makes no sense, right? Right, right. So then a couple, I'm, I'm, I've already flown out to North Carolina. I'm doing a conference there in South Carolina, and I, I look online again, and what do I see? I see the Friday night thing, and he is doing. He's the keynote speaker for a special night to honor Dr. Steve Collins. And what you have to understand is Dr. Steve Collins is the founder of the university that I went to for my degree. And so Trinity Southwest was a sponsor and and another Veritas University, et cetera. And it was a whole night for him. He is the foremost archaeologist for Sodom. He's been at that dig for 15 years and has uncovered, you know, massive amounts of stuff. So it was all, and I'm going, oh my gosh, that's my school. Are we kidding? (laughs) So... I called and bought the tickets and uh, uh, anyways, I, you know, so now I'm going, okay, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And then I just, it was like the Lord just said, just stop. (laughs) (laughs) So all I, I asked some of my close lady friends to pray. And then I just said, okay, Lord, this is my prayer. Just part the seas. I don't care how you do it, when you do it, where you do it. I don't know how this all works, but I'm just asking you to part the seas. And so that was all, that was the sum total of my prayer. So uh, the Friday night uh, comes and we go. And now because I purchased a ticket quite late, uh, my ticket was like 453. And so they seated you according to your ticket number. So needless to say, that is not in the top 10, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked the gal, okay, where, where's our seats? And there, if, if you could picture a giant ballroom and it's rectangular shape, and if you could go to the farthest right corner, as far as you could get in front of the door, that's our table. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm going, oh man. <laughs> How does this work? Like I had that. I, I just looked at it in the natural, went, no, this is just terrible. I felt like I'd been marginalized to Siberia. <laughs> so we're with some friends and we, you know, we sit at the table and I'm looking around and I see kind of next to the table is the book table for uh, Dr. Collins and his books. And then right next to that is the table for, for uh, Eric Metaxas. So I went over the table, looked to see what he had on his table and he had his, you know, his Bonhoeffer and Luther Wilberforce books. But I had brought from home my Donald Builds the Wall book. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, um, yeah. Eric used to write uh, for Veggie Tales, so he, and he's a pretty funny guy. So he had written two books, Donald Drains the Swamp and Donald Builds the Wall. And they're kind of tongue-in-cheek. They're sort of a kid's book, but it's really for adults. And just as an example, in Donald Builds the Wall, um, th- there's this group of people that are trying to stop the wall from being built. And one of them... Uh, there were sort of beasts, like dinosaur beasts, and one of them was named George Osaurus. <laughs> Hilarious. The other one was the MSNBC 13 gang, you know, stuff like that. So obviously a kid isn't going to get it, but I'm roaring. 
Yeah. I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. I have, you know, I have this this book, and I'm going to see if he'll sign it. But so I've got my 20 second elevator pitch ready to go, right? Because that's all you got. So we are sitting at the door, and so I see him come in the door because he literally has to walk around our table to go over to his book table. <laughs> so I'm watching, and he's he's talking with a guy he obviously knew. So he walked over to his table, and the two of them are just kind of chatting. No one is around. No one is paying any attention. There's nothing going on. And I went. It's like that was the moment. The seas have been parted. <laughs> oh, let me let me just mention. Oh my this goodness. is funny. So the table number that we got was number table number forty two. So my friend and I are sitting there, and I'm kind of you know indulging in my woes. Oh, look where we're sitting. But I said to her, well, you know, we have the 42 letter name of God. So maybe that means something. Right. And we have the 42 camps in the wilderness. So maybe yeah. that means something. So I turn around the, the, the seas part. I head over and I have my Donald Bills, the wall book. And I, I said, could you sign my book? And he looked at it and he just burst out laughing because he didn't bring it, and here's this person. I would venture to say the only person in the room of 600 people who had brought Donald Builds the Wall. Mm. So he signs the book, and then I said, well, I have a gift for you. And I so I handed him the Bonhoeffer DVD, and he was completely blown away. He kept going, what? What? What is this? You know? <laughs> so I explained to him how you know we had filmed it in Israel TV Network. They got 10 million viewers, and they're – main demographic is millennials and this thing is airing and I'm traveling around the country and I'm speaking and, you know, putting together a workbook and he is blown away. And one of the reasons he's blown away is because in the past week, there's something called the international Bonhoeffer society. And these are filled with left-wing progressive Marxist, you know, secular atheist people who like Bonhoeffer, who claimed him as their own, as kind of a social justice warrior, which he is not. And he had been taken to task. He'd been attacked, you know, terrible things written about him and his book and, you know, because it was Christian. And so I'm handing him, look, this, this DVD is having an impact wherever I'm traveling. And he was just so appreciative, blown out, just he he thanked me profusely and he said this is real it made my day and i'm going what you know what <laughs> so, i mean you don't know what someone's going through and it was kind yeah. of that moment and yeah. i held up the dvd to him and i said this is campaign 2020 <laughs> and he was just like so we ended up, I, you know, I talked some about the temple work I'm doing and a bit of on fire, but I had a 10 minute uninterrupted conversation with him. Nobody came over. Nobody noticed. There were no gatekeepers. There were no secret service or whatever they've got. There were no bodyguards. We just talked. And I said, you know, I'd really love to have your endorsement on this. And he said, well, you know, go ahead and contact me through the website. And I said, well, is that even going to get to you? And he said, oh, yeah, don't worry. So I, I did that when I got home and I got an email right back and they're going to, uh, I had to write the endorsement, which is hilarious. So I was yesterday trying to write a brilliant endorsement. Yes. Um, and then uh, he said that he would, um, he would mention it on his radio show. So mm. I'm going, oh, wow, that's just profound. So, you know, you can see, I, I, I thought it was important the lead up to this because this was totally divine employment. This was God completely. Mm -hmm. um, there's no way 
I have found that every time I try to do stuff and try to figure out how I can manipulate and manage and make things happen, it never does. Mm -hmm. But when the father is in it, (laughs) it's nothing. He can just open the door. So for those of you who don't know who he is, the man is just brilliant and he has a radio show and he has every, you know, major celebrity uh, cultural icon on there. You just name them from Dennis Prager to, you know, I, I can't even think of all the people. N.T. Wright had been on, everyone's been on the show. So this this was just, you know, a huge honor. Where this goes, I have no clue. Um, you know, I'm praying if the Lord has more, open the door. If this is all there is, then so be it. Wow. That is, that is awesome. That is, <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, you couldn't have done that in your own steam, you know, as as right. much as you would no have way. tried. That's right. that is just such a divine appointment. And I know when you you did post on Facebook that you were going to this uh, and that he was going to be there. And I know many yeah. of the people that you know we were all praying, "Yes, give her a favor, Lord, right. give her a favor." Yes. And it's so it's so encouraging to hear the kind of favor you got is above and beyond anything yes. I was expecting. You know, I figured yes. you'd get a I I just knew in my heart that you would get a you know, two or three minutes with him at least enough to give you, you know, give him the DVD. But those kind of results are crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I got my picture with him. So that was great. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And well, he, he's, uh, he's quite a theologian in his own right. Doesn't he, doesn't he teach at, uh, where where does he teach? He teaches at uh, one of the theological seminars or, uh, uh, well, he's all over the place. I yeah. mean, he, he's in practically every venue you can even think of. You know, his his show, uh, sp- sponsored by TBN, is in New York City, and he's got that Socrates in the city. And, I mean, he, you know, he's, you know, massively pro-life. And he's a cultural icon. I, he I really consider is. Him yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a mover and shaker, and yet he's a very nice man. Like, there wasn't an ounce of arrogance in him. Uh, Because some of these people, you know, they would throw it in the trash. And uh, he was just very kind and very genuine. Yeah. Well, for him to even mention it on his radio program, that's huge. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Doesn't he have like millions of followers on? Oh, yeah. 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 So, oh yeah. my gosh! I, well, I hope you got. I don't know I, how this is going to work. I was going to say, I hope you have access to getting a lot of those uh, pub printed. <laughs> Yeah, we, well, we do. I just don't know, you know. I, I, um, hopefully they'll let me know when it airs so I could be ready. Uh, and and I, you know. for your listeners, I have that Bonhoeffer series that we have watched, and it is phenomenal. So I do encourage everybody to get that if they have not gotten it. Excellent job, Dina. Yeah. and it's so good. Well, yeah, I appreciate good. that. And, yeah, and, and they can just go to BonhoefferDVD.com. That's that's as simple yes. as it gets. You can get the DVD or you can get the digital version. And it's B-O-N-H-O-E-F-F-E-R. And with that thought, we'll be back in a moment. 